And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Court and Full Effect podcast. And I'm back with another installment of Wealth Wednesday. Now, my sincere apologies for missing last week. However, I had significant life events going on. I had to move immediately. And so I didn't have any Wi-Fi until, I don't know, I think Friday. Because I had to work for my parents' house every day but that Friday, I believe. And then, fortunately, Jordan and I were able to record that Sunday. So you guys didn't like miss like a whole week, but I will, I didn't miss Wealth Wednesdays, and I do apologize for that. And also, not making any posts or anything like that. But I was in pure go mode. I was in pure go mode. Fortunately, I was able to be at my parents' house, but moving essentially twice in less than ten days. Don't recommend it. Do not recommend it. But in a new place now, still gotta finish unpacking everything. I got to move this desk, things like that. But we're back. We live back like we never left. This is your first time tuning in on Wealth Wednesdays. We get straight to the finance topics. So normally in the corner full of that podcast, myself, my co-host Jordan, Jordan does the fitness. I do the finance. But during Wealth Wednesdays, we get straight to the finance section. However, before I get started, let me move. It's one of the issues. I think this is this is better. Before I get started. Make sure you guys check out the description. You can follow myself at Silent underscore Corey, and you can follow Jordan at Stop Stalling J. That's going to be on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then you can also check out Jordan's business page, which is Finally Fit on Instagram and Facebook. And then the website is finallyfit.live for his uh, his fitness training online. I read on I read on YouTube. On YouTube, they said we're supposed to wait to do that stuff to the end. And I'm supposed to tell you guys to wait to the end. Hit the like and share and subscribe. But too bad. Hit the like button on YouTube. <laughs> share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube uh, algorithm. Also on the podcast platforms, leave those rating reviews as well. But again, we get straight into it on Wealth Wednesday. You already see the topic. What can you do for 2023 to help your money go further? Normally, we see NBC, but today... We're going to do Forbes. And y'all know I can never share the screen. So I'm going to share the screen. Finally. Boom. Let me see. Let me see how that looks. That's good. I'm also on a different setup, too. So I was on a smaller TV, like for my screen. Now I'm on like my actual TV as well. So I got way bigger uh, video. And then as y'all know, I haven't looked at the name yet. have not looked at the article. For those of you first time tuning in, the names of the authors of these articles give me hell, hell on wheels. And I think maybe two, three, I mean, it's the 23rd, this 23rd Wealth Wednesday. I've done multiple of these, including the live stream. But I would say 90, 95% of the time, these names are crazy. So now we got, thank you, Robert Farrington, senior contributor, how to make your money go farther in 2023. Now, again, I haven't looked at this. But what do what do y'all think is going to be on here? Again, as I always say, there are three there are three major main things you can do with your money. You can save it, okay, whether that be emergency fund or save for you know vacation down payment. But you can save money. You can invest money, right? You're gonna have some type of investing goal, and then you're gonna to work to pay down your debt. Those are the three things you're gonna be doing with your money. It is that simple. My guess is those three things are gonna be on here. Interested to see how in depth they go on those things that they are on here. Um, they're probably going to talk about credit card debt. Probably talking about how you should pay down your debt, things like that. Cut back on spending. The main thing you need to have is a budget. If you don't have a budget already, please check out the first Wealth Wednesday and get on a budget and also have um, 
what is that? I have a, a Google document as far as um, a template on how you can get started on your budget. But let's see what Robert's talking about. There are a million reasons to want your money to go further in 2023. Maybe the high inflation throughout 2022, it has you feeling like you're paying more for less. Or perhaps you took a pay cut that made you feel financially squeezed. Yes, inflation is out the gate. Inflation is out the gate. S&P 500 was down almost 20%. I think I saw 19.6 for 2022. It is crazy. Also, too, for this Wealth Wednesday, I'm recording at the end of the day, not the beginning, because I had to work today at 7, so I'm already drained. But uh, I, I'm still going to drop the episode for y'all on Wednesday, so I stay on track. But that's why I feel sort of out of it, because I've already worked damn near 12 hours. But maybe you're getting a year-end bonus. Uh oh shout out to the year-end bonuses. Always remember, your year-end bonus, if the bonus as far as the pay date is in 2023, that is going to impact your taxes for 2023. So for those of you on that border for the Roth IRA, as far as having to do the backdoor or not do the backdoor Roth IRA, as far as being over the income contribution limit, please be aware that even though your bonus was based off your performance in 2022, if when you get that money is 2023, that is going to impact your taxes slash your income when you file next year. So please be aware of that for those of you single, you're in that 120, 130K range. And then for those of you married in that 200, right around that 200K plus range, if you guys, based off of your um, your gross of your, you know, what you're scheduled to get paid without bonuses, let's say you're married and you're scheduled to get two, 210 this year. Let's say you both made, you know, 105,000. And then both of you are expected to get $10,000 bonuses as, Technically, based off your goodness gracious, look at these ads. But based off of the performance for last year, what the hell? Hey, shout out to the ads. Based off of the performance from last year, but if you get it this year, then that technically that twenty thousand dollars will be added to your gross, even though bonuses get taxed like crazy. Again, it's still predicated off of your gross, so please be aware of that. Again, though, you might be getting a year um bonus and frittered away on stuff. You're probably paying off your credit card debt that you ran up during holiday season. Shout out to episodes when I did how much money people spent on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. That's what you're probably doing with the year-end bonus, right? You're putting it towards your credit card debt because you didn't listen to anything I told you to do at all last year, or you're just using it so you can get by until your tax return because y'all y'all be living off your tax return. By the way, if you if you be living off, living off your tax return and you're not getting a return due to, you know, significant deductions or credits, you just be paying too much in taxes, just work with your employer and update your W4 so you're getting less money withheld because again, when you get a refund and it's not due to insane credits or deductions, that, that's just you overpaying. And always remember you can you can get in trouble for owing too much money to the IRS. But you can't get in trouble for getting too big of a refund. So even though if you do owe money to the IRS when you file, if you owe too much, you can get penalized for that. But if you get a, if you just you know give them as much money as you want to give, because you can't just give the government money, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, no issue with that. I believe I'm right in saying that. I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, see, okay, and let's not forget that this year's stock market, as I said, <laughs> again, I have not read this, stock market performance is making everyone's network drop like a rock, yes. Whatever your reason, it's always smart to look ahead, a new year, uh, look ahead to the new year with the goal of doing better if you can, yes, obviously set your goals if you haven't for this year, but what are the best ways to make your money go further when it feels like everything at the store, right? Costs more shout to inflation. Also shout out to the people on the internet who tell y'all not to set goals. There's so much, I mean, everybody who doesn't have an opinion, but there be people saying don't set goals. And it's like, 
why would you not set goals? Now have we gotten to the point where people have a theory where you should not be setting goals? My goodness. I reached out to various, okay, Robert saying he's reached out to various financial advisors and experts to get some fresh insights. And here's what they said. Okay, we're about to get, I didn't know this was going to be who I thought Robert was just going to tell us about some stuff. Robert has gotten information from various financial advisors and experts. When I guess the experts aren't financial advisors because one would say a financial advisor is an expert on finances. So that'd be redundant, but whatever. All right. Let's see. Did oh, the first thing, ditch high interest credit card debt. Shout out to the high interest credit card debt. Yes, I talked about the debt on the last episode as far as not the last Wealth Wednesday, but the last episode as far as um episode 55. Yeah, according uh, to full effect episode. As far as debt, yes, high interest debt, but credit card debt. It says high interest debt, high, high interest credit card debt. To my knowledge, unless you do you know, a balance transfer. All credit card debt is high interest. I'm not aware of any credit cards that have less than a 10% interest rate on them. I'm not aware. I don't know every credit card, but my goodness. Rising right interest rates were a good thing for savers throughout all of 2022. Shout out to Ally. They they gave them like 3.3%, something crazy. But they had the opposite effect on households that carry long-term credit card debt. In fact, the average credit card interest rate increased from 18.10% in September of 2022 to 19.5% by December. Three months, it went up almost 2%. That is insane, according to Bank Rate. That is insane. Yes, if you have credit card debt, pay it off immediately. Shout out to the Baby Step 1 and the Ramsey Network, $1,000. If you got money saved... Stop everything you're doing, going out, just paying the bare minimum on all your debt besides your credit cards and to get them out of there. I, at this point in time, this is the last year I'm saying take advice from people. If they haven't pulled up no their mint yet, you can't verify what they're speaking on the, on the internet or readily accessible. But y'all, if you listen to this and you got credit card debt, get rid of it. Now, if you pay off your credit card every month, right, th there's a conversation about whether or not you still shouldn't shouldn't do that. But if you carry over a balance month to month and you're paying interest on it, no, pay off your credit cards immediately unless you don't have any money saved. Get you a rack, you know, at tops one month set. Well, excuse me, one paychecks, one one net paychecks. You can make four thousand dollars, you know, two two thousand dollar checks. So have at least two thousand dollars saved. But once you get a couple you know, dollars saved, a thousand, two thousand dollars saved, everything else, no lifestyle, no nothing. Part of the issue we got all this credit card debt is you don't cut down on your damn lifestyle. Stuff is so contradicting with some of y'all. Okay, if you have this type of debt, paying it off can help you save money on interest and free up cash. Uh oh, they're talking about freeing up the cash flow that I talk about when you pay off your debt. Shout out to these financial experts, financial advisors, and experts. Cash flow for other expenses you have. This is literally shout, shout out. Remember, this article was in 2000, what? Or not in 2022, but what day? December 28th. I've been telling y'all this almost two years now. Wait, that's the wrong thing. High interest debt. Two years now that you need to pay off your debt so you can get that cash flow and also do the that snowball method versus the avalanche, as I mentioned on the last episode, episode 55, quarter in full effect. So that you can get that cash flow faster back into your budget from a debt snowball versus avalanche standpoint. That is the benefit of the snowball. My goodness. At some point in time, it's like, I've already said this. I can't wait to soundboard. I've already said this before. My goodness. While you can pay off debt the old fashioned way, what's the savings, savings expert, Andrea Work? I don't know, says you can save. What's, what's the old, what is, 
pay off debt the old-fashioned way. I guess that means just make the minimum payment. But uh, Andrea or Andrea is saying you can save on interest and pay down debt faster with the balance. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> savings. A savings. Hold on. They're a savings expert. But then they're giving advice on paying down debt. Somebody's got to explain this to me. Let's see who this is. I got the link. Okay, let me stop before I get some defamation of character or some crap like that. Um, don't do the balance transfer. Just aggressively pay off the debt. See, always remember, when you aggressively pay off your debt, the issue isn't going to be, you know, are you going to save money, quote unquote, on interest? That's the conversation about the snowball versus the avalanche. And then you have these ba this balance transfer option. You know, I mean, if you really want to if you really want to save on the interest, why don't you find somebody who will loan you, say you have $10,000 in debt, they'll loan you $10,000 and you can just pay them back without interest. Why don't you just take that route? I mean, it's the same thing as a balance transfer without having to worry about, you know, if you don't pay it off in a year or whatever the terms is that you get this crazy high interest rate. Why don't you just find somebody and be like, oh, I got $10,000 in debt. Will you give me 10K and I'll pay it back to you without paying the interest? See, somebody will tell you yes with that. Don't do the balance transfer. Just aggressively pay it off because what happens the majority of the time, again, I am not a savings expert, but over half a decade of experience as far as being a... Uh, not a bank teller, but a credit union teller. Most people do not have one balance transfer. They have or loan consolidation. They have multiple, like three, four, not one, not two. What LeBron say? Like four, five different type of balance transfers slash consolidations. Actually, if, I, if I'm going to add in, I'm just talking about loan consolidations. But when we add in the balance transfers too, yeah, people will get a second or third credit card. And that was just at my financial institution. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't work at BOA or, you know, Wells Fargo, a large one. I worked at the you know, the largest credit union in Maryland, but I, I wasn't at a major bank. I can only imagine what people are doing at the larger ones where you have, you know, a bigger pool of people. So you have a bigger data set. Most people who do balance, who do balance transfers, they don't end up paying it off in time. They're actually in a worse situation because say it's, it's a year, you get 0% interest. After that year, the interest rate you're going to be charged is going to be higher than what it was before you did this uh, balance transfer slash loan consolidation. So let's just say, for example, you have two credit cards, right? And their interest rate is the 19.55 that we're seeing here. One's 19.5 and one is the 18.1. Then what the balance transfer would do is say, hey, we'll pay off both these credit cards. Let's just say they're a thousand each. You'll put $2,000 on this balance transfer credit card and you'll have 0% interest for the first year. However, if you don't pay everything off, the interest rate is now going to be 24%. Which is obviously on, on the whole, quote unquote, $2,000 or whatever is left over if you don't pay it off in the year, which is higher in this example than the two interest rates that you have. Usually the balance transfer interest rate or the loan consolidation interest rate is going to be higher from a credit card standpoint. If that's what you're moving over than what you previously had. Now, loan consolidation is usually going to be on the lower end. But if you just do a credit card balance transfer, it's likely that that new interest rate is going to be higher than what you previously had. So you're going to be worse off. Because most people, y'all not in a situation where you could pay off all your credit card debt in a year. And if you are, why does it matter if you do the balance transfer or not? Just run out the math on how much interest you'd be paying. And it's likely not worth the risk of doing a balance transfer at 0% and having to pay what you like will have to pay that higher interest rate after the year or whatever the term is. All right, uh, Andrea saying, or Andrea is saying, this is a great time to transfer your balance. Sorry, 0%. Avoiding paying interest, I say she's this saying up to 21 months, right? Which was an odd number based on the okay. This is a car that she's promoting. 
saying if you go this route, just remember that you'll be on the hook. You'll be on the hook for upfront balance transfer fees that usually equal three or five percent of the transfer debt. See, this is where things get confusing. If you're doing a balance transfer, it's because you don't have any money. Then they're saying it can be anywhere from three to five percent of what they need. And most people's credit card debt is in the thousands of dollars, right? So now you're saying like could be 30, you know, $30, right? $50. But there are people, especially if you're doing a balance transfer, they might be in that 10K range. And as we talked about, right, 3% of 10,000 is 300, right? Because 30% is 3,000. Most people don't have 300 to $500. The stats already out that 60% of people don't have $400 to cover emergency. They would have to tap into their credit card if they needed to. And obviously people can't use their credit card in this situation because you're doing the balance transfer. This is why I like doing the different articles. So Y'all can see why people and you might be part of this. People, you people are struggling financially because they're all these things contradict themselves. Most people don't have any money. And when people don't have money, they go usually into credit card debt to pay for things. However, if you go into too much credit card debt per this article, make use of a balance transfer. But then you have to pay this upfront fee. But how are you going to pay the upfront fee? You're going to you're going to lump it into your credit card debt. So you're going to go into more debt so you can pay off debt. How? You, I gotta get my books put up so I got Dave Ramsey in the back. If you want to get out of debt, the first thing you have to do is not increase how much debt you're in. I mean, my goodness, if you're in a hole, stop stop digging, right? If you want to get out the hole, and if you want to stay in the hole, keep digging. But my goodness, my goodness, start budgeting. Shout out to the budget. Budget should be the first thing. OK, because you need to be on a budget so you can see, you know, how fast you can pay off the credit card debt slash high interest debt. But maybe you earned a nice income in 2022. Shout out to the people who earned six figures or more. But you wrapped up the year without really knowing where your money went the whole year. Shout out to Mint into it. TurboTax. I got to get started on your taxes if you haven't already. Your tax preparation. Download Mint Personal Capital, something where you can put all of your financial information, all your bank accounts in one place, and you have the benefit of technology, fintech, tracking all your stuff for you. And you get alerts and things like that. Extra fraud protection because you got those alerts. It's not fraud protection, but you'll get alerts if, you know, there's a large purchase. Even if you do it, you can just get an extra alert system there. But in that case where you weren't on a budget financial planner, Tanina C. Foster of Plan Trust Wealth Management says... It may be time to begin tracking your spending and using a monthly budget that determines where your money goes each month. This is me being scared, thinking I'm on mute, but I'm not. Thank God. Yes, get on a budget. Not only is the budget the most effective way to understand how to stretch your money further, it's the most effective way, according to Foster. It allows you to understand what you have coming in and going out. Yes, you have income, you have your outgo, and then you get to track your expenses. It's not just about budgeting. It's about tracking your expenses. Most people can budget. Write down how much you make. Write down your expenses. The issue, the issue is people can't actually track slash execute the budget. So you're saying you're going to spend, let's say, for example, $500 on groceries this month. You need to spend $500 on groceries. Or let's say what a lot of you do, you're going to spend $500 going out to eat. You don't do that. You go over budget, quote unquote, bad pun, pun intended. And you spend six, seven, eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars going out to eat. So you got to actually execute slash track those transactions when you plan out your budget. This helps you find areas where you can immediately, yes, reduce your expenses. Again, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. You can only reduce your expenses so much. And for most people, 
I mean, everyone, you can't really re reduce your necessities, but so, I mean, their needs, right? Uh, look at, look at mint. Shout out to mint. Shout out to mint's in here. Shout out to mint. Uh, is YNAB you need a budget on here? But I believe you have to pay for that. If you're, if you're not on a budget, I wouldn't recommend paying for a budget since there are so many free budgeting um, softwares out there. Mint personal capital, every dollar, which I use. I have mint personal capital and every dollar, but for my budgeting, uh, my budget, I use every dollar. Um, but, um, yeah, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. The what you cut back on is your lifestyle, and then it's on you if you want to, you know, cut back on your investments. But definitely look at reducing that lifestyle. A lot of you just need to stop going out to eat and you can pay off your debt. Also, you'll be healthier too. Shout out to finallyfit.live. If you don't know where to start, you should know that there are many yet okay, different budgeting tactics. While you can always do right pen to pad or do an Excel or Google spreadsheet, I got the template for you. Link is in the description and in the show notes. Um, you can use right different software. Yeah, use technology to your advantage. As someone who's a software developer by trade, I do not do crazy Excel formulas. I just use another app that was developed with you know better code as far as what is used. Shout shout out to Excel Google, right? But you know, they don't got nothing, you know, on React. So or Ruby on Rails, whatever people are using for their stuff, JavaScript, whatever. Automate your savings. If you have trouble saving and investing. As much as you wanted in 2002, the new year is a good time to change that for good. See, no, see, I, I, I disagree with this stuff. There's no there's no issue with automating your savings. However, it doesn't matter if you automate your savings or not. If you're on a budget, see, if you budget out and stick to your budget, and execute your budget and say, hey, I want to save five hundred dollars every month. Right. If you budget for that and stick to it, it don't matter if it's automated or not. Why, why do you have to automate now? It, you can automate it so that you don't actually have to do the transaction. But the automated savings thing is for people who are just getting started out, right? Pay yourself first is a great slogan, great catchphrase. But it's for people who aren't disciplined. I don't have, I've never had any automated savings. I just budget how much money I'm going to save. And then I save it because I'm disciplined. That's the whole point of the budget. If you budget to save $500, it shouldn't matter if it's automated or not. If you stick to your budget, you're still going to save the $500. It's not like automating your savings gets you some extra extra money. But hey, make sure you automate your savings. I'm also not aware of people who automate their savings having more money than people like me who don't. I, I would like to see the stat on that. Because the most money people usually ever have saved and it's for a short period of time is the money that they save for their down payment. I would like to see the stat on how many people who save for a down payment, they automate it or they just aggressively save as much as they can. Because remember, remember, automating first off nobody has any money saved i just brought up that stat nobody has any money saved so who cares about how is you do automate or not nobody got no money. <laughs> ain't nobody the, the automation is not <laughs> i can't right now i can't i'm that i'm that tired i'm doing that tired laugh most people in america serious serious voice most people in america don't have any money saved over 50 percent. so every time they talk about automating savings who the hell who, who the hell is doing this and I, I don't want to just tell you all to do stuff that doesn't work. Because cl clearly automating your savings doesn't work because nobody got no money saved. Maybe people should stick to a budget because I know people not on their budget because if they were and executing it, they would have some money saved. And also, too, about that cash flow, which they didn't mention about paying off the debt. Put yourself in that position where you're in a high cash position, not just, you know, three to six months emergency fund. But you have that cash flow so you don't have to tap into your savings. Again, a lot of people can save money. The question is, can you keep that money saved? A lot of people can pay off their debt. The question is, can you stay out of debt? All right. But let's get into, uh, you know, who's financial advisor?
Financial advisor Mike Hunsberger of Next Mention, Next Mention, Jesus, Next Mission Financial Planning says, paying yourself for, oh, there goes, I, I, I swear to y'all, I do not read these articles and I don't like read ahead a little bit. I did not see the pay yourself first quote it is often the best solution to this problem. So what's the problem? 60% of Americans don't even have a thousand dollars, but the best solution is to pay yourself first and automate your savings. Some Somebody besides me has to say, hey, no, just stick, just do your budget. Just do the damn budget and whatever you want to save, just do that. And then when it comes to the next month, say you save your $500 next month, stick to your budget and don't justify, rationalize taking from that $500 in savings. That's the issue. People save money. And what the real issue is, and I mentioned this before on why I say, I think I did an episode on why you shouldn't pay yourself first. And I don't like that. A lot of the issue is you guys are over saving, meaning you're saving too much money and, and therefore you're over, or you're, excuse me, you're under budgeting in other categories when it comes to your finances. A lot of you don't need to save, quote unquote, as much money as possible. You need to look at your budget, see what your necessities are, properly assess what your necessities are. One of your issues is that you're probably under budgeting, shout out to inflation, for gas, for groceries, for utilities. Make sure you have enough money set aside for your needs. Obviously, your debt payments are going to be fixed, so that is going to be what it's going to be. And then on the flip side, when it comes to your lifestyle non-needs, make sure you're being disciplined and not overspending in those categories. So you're underspending or under budgeting for necessities like groceries, then you're over budgeting slash overspending for non-necessities or luxuries like going out to eat. That's the real issue. It's not whether or not your savings is automated or not. Automating savings in the United States of America is not a solution. Paying yourself first is not a solution. That's the rhetoric. It literally says pay yourself first is often the best solution to this problem. This is financial advisor Mike Hunsenberg of Next Mission Financial Planning. No, explain to me why 6% of Americans don't got no money then. Stick to the budget. Some of you just need to save $100 because you're going to take you're gonna take from that 500 you save. You're going to take 400 from it and be at 100. And that's from a habit standpoint. Remember, it's more mental than just math. Bump the fact that you took out 400 out of your 500 savings. It's the fact that you're creating a habit where you're rationalizing, you're justifying, you're building the financial skill set, unfortunately, where you can take from your savings slash your emergency fund when you're not supposed to. I got I'm like, I to clip that up. My goodness. Ultimately, 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 this means putting money to savings or investment accounts. Again, savings slash investment accounts. Don't mix that up. When we're talking about automating your savings. In general, what I was speaking about is from an emergency fund standpoint, you know, straight up in your bank account. When you're talking about investing, because I know that people like to interchangeably use investing slash savings. When you're investing, yeah, automating your uh, your investing, different story, go ahead and do that. When we talk about emergency fund, automating that, no, stick to the budget. And then uh, by, uh, verse, uh, so yeah, putting money in savings and investing first versus waiting till the end of the month, right, and seeing what you have left. No, see... <laughs> That's what you should do. You should wait until the end of the month and see what you have left. Sometimes something's going to pop up. And again, the habit, you get your, you get paid on the first and you immediately put away $500. So you save $500 that month. Then something pops up and now you got to take from your savings when you should just let that money sit there. Shout out to the every dollar app. You just have it sit there and say, hey, I'm going to try to save $500 this month. But let's say you have a $100 emergency pop up. Or you got a copay or something like that. You got to go to hospital, whatever it is. You got to get a new tire. You just rearrange your budget and say, okay, I'm going to budget $100 less. I got this you know, medical uh, copay I need to pay. $100, my goodness. Shout out to America. I got this $100 medical copay I need to pay, and now I'm going to save $400 this month. Versus saving the $500 at the beginning of the month, automating it, and then pulling out of it 
because you put that money aside, you stocked it away, or and truthfully, you didn't properly budget. That habit that you're building is the issue. It's not saying it's wrong to automate it and save right away. It is that habit that is causing you to say, oh yeah, I'll save money, then I'll just pull from it when I need it, even though it's not a real emergency, when you really just need to properly budget and keep yourself in that high cash position, that cash flow. And then you actually, this is what you want to do, is you want to wait until the end of the month and see what you have left and save that. You, you, What I recommend and tell my clients, we're talking about the snowball, putting more money towards debt. Once we're done paying off debt, putting more uh, any money towards savings, whatever they want to do, investing, we wait till the end of the month slash right before they get their next check because that is when you're most vulnerable, right before you get you know your next check for the next month and after you paid all of your bills while you're building your financial footing, while you're paying off your debt and while you're building your emergency fund. If you got $1,000, $2,000 saved, $500 is a lot of money. And just keep it right there sitting there in your checking account and don't quote unquote save it. That way, if you need to take from it, you can take from it. And as you're waiting in between, you know, you get paid on the first and 15th and it's the freaking 26th, you probably don't got that much money left. And you don't want to quote unquote have your $500 saved and always be in a habit. If every month at the 25th, the 26th, while you're waiting for the first to get paid, you're taking away from your emergency fund where you put the $500 at from an automated savings standpoint at the beginning of the month, you need to save less than $500. That's why I say always, always the budget is the very first thing. As time goes on, you won't even miss this money. True. Because it's not money you think you can spend. That's not, see, and that's the issue. That's not true. People are always spending it because they don't have none. You definitely want to make the process automatic by setting up regular transfers. Okay, this is just saying set up, do, do automatic investments and savings. Making saving and investing automatic and not something you need to decide on every month will go a long way to getting you on track to build lasting wealth. Okay. So this is talking about savings and your savings is money, saving money and investing money. Most people have no money saved and most people's retirement or lasting wealth is non-existent. So that, that, that's where I need an explanation. So shout out to the automated savings and it's going to help you build lasting wealth and save money. Yet nobody has that. And this is what is always recommended. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But the budgeting and the habits outrank it. Again, priorities that we always talk about on this podcast. Your priority should be learning how to budget and stick to the budget. That's what your priority should be. And building the proper habits where you're not. Because they're saying, yeah, you're going to stock this away and act like you've never, you know, you're not going to miss it. But you got to build that habit first. The, the, the math is easy. Yep, just auto, just, and just automate it. Shout out to technology. But that's not how it works. It doesn't actually pan out that way. Next thing is, in, okay, invest in yourself. I didn't expect, okay, invest in yourself. This, this is a good one. This is the best investment you can make. Most of us hear a lot about it. Yep, invest in the stock market. But what about, yes, investing in yourself. Financial advisor Dave Cronin of Lifestyle Wealth Management says it may be wise to consider certain types of self-improvement in 2023 since investing in your education, enhancing your skills can pay off in spades. If you get increase your education, do not take out any debt. Do not take out any debt. Do not take out any student loan debt. By investing in yourself in education, yep, you're acquiring new skills, he says. Make sure if you're looking to invest in yourself from an education or skills standpoint, if you're trying to do this to increase your income, make sure you're getting skills that going forward, you know, you can't predict the future, but going forward, look like they're still going to be here. And then obviously make the income 
that that you need. Every what everybody needs is different, but don't be out here acting like you need 120, 150, 200k to live and you're a social worker. Shout out to social workers, but hey, that's not the bag they're getting. By investing in yourself and education, right? Acquiring your skills, you could then increase your earning potential, improve your financial situation. Don't don't be out here trying to get a bag and you're a teacher. You're not, you're not. You out here getting benefits. You work for the state. You already got some summers, but you, you're not getting paid. Okay, and that, that's part of the issue. Went over all of this in the student loan episode. What steps should you take to invest in yourself? You have a core according to Cronin. This might involve right online courses, classes. If you're in tech, right, get certifications. Working on mine this year, um, and it's right inside of your field. You can also focus on learning new skills right, that are in demand. If you want to switch fields, right, figure out what field you want to switch to. What things look like obviously currently so you can switch into it but going forward start putting that work take steps to improve your credit all right if you have a few credit mishaps over the last few years and your credit score is not as good as it should be the new year is a good time to turn things around after all having good credit can mean paying lower interest rates right lower fees all right cool anytime you borrow money it can help you qualify for lower car insurance premiums <laughs> car insurance high as hell my credit score is my credit score is high and my car insurance is high as hell so be, don't don't believe that but and 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 i got the the highest deductible 2500 on both collision and uh comprehensive I, I got all that type of stuff i and my car is paid off and it's it's still high so be be careful with believing this accredited financial counselor lauren bringle of self financial says you can focus on credit by using credit building tools such as a credit builder loan Another option is secure credit card, right? Lets you build your credit through responsible use. Secure credit card, if you don't know. In short, you, you they don't approve your balance. You give them five hundred dollars, and essentially you spend that five hundred dollars. It's like paying yourself back. So secure because you put you put that five hundred up versus unsecure, you ain't put no money up. Bringle says you can also build credit with bills you already paid, such as your rent payment and streaming services. For example, Experian Boost is a free service that lets you get credit for most of the bills you pay on your credit report from Experian. Yes, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Those are the three major credit bureaus. I would say, and again, shout out to you know all the credit uh, credit score scamming out there. If your credit score is low and you have not missed a payment, it is because your utilization is too high. End of conversation pay down your debt, usually your credit card debt, high interest debt, and get your utilization down as fast as possible. And your credit score will jump. Now, if you've missed a payment, that, that you're going to have to just wait for time to go on because you missed that payment. But if you've never missed a payment and you don't have like any derogatory marks, like you know, you're doing like fraud, like committing crimes, things like that, and you don't have all these hard pulls, some of you might have a low credit score because you keep getting hard pulls. And some of these hard pulls might be because if your credit limit is always increasing every six months, every year, every now and then, some some credit cards or some banks, they will do a hard pull to do that, um, to give you that increase. And you got to let them know. You didn't opt into it, but you technically didn't opt out of it. So you got to let them know, hey, stop, you know, increasing my credit score or excuse my credit uh, limit every six months, every year, because they're doing a hard pull to do it. But if you haven't missed a payment ever and your credit score is low, and by low, I mean, Fighting to start with a seven, all right. Fighting to be six fifty. It's because your utilization is out the gate. That's in the conversation. Pay down your debt. Just just pay it off, and your your score will jump up. It'll jump up to seven fifty, seven sixty, almost perfect. And the great thing about utilization 
is that'll be updated, roughly speaking, every 30 to 45 days, depending, you know, when everybody, you know, is reporting um, your utilization. But something like missing um, an on-time payment, you can't recover from missing one payment right away. Now, instead of being 12 out of 12, you're 11 out of 12, and then you go to 12 out of 13, right, as the months go on or however many different payments you have. But if you can max out your credit cards and then get dinged for it as far as having 100% utilization, and the next month you can pay it off and get your 0% utilization. So just, just pay down the debt. Increase contributions to retirement accounts. See, as I talk about them interchanging savings versus investing, now we're talking about retirement contributions. Financial planner David Edmonstein or Edmund, Edmonston of Next Phase Financial Planning says his top tip for maximizing income in 2023 involves taking advantage of increases on income limits and contribution amounts for tax advantage retirement accounts like the 401k and traditional and Roth IRAs. All right. The advisor points out this might be the only one like I straight up agree with. The advisor points out that the contribution limits, right? They increased twenty two five hundred for four hundred one k, and then um and then sixty five hundred for the IRAs. I did an episode about this thing, how to prepare for twenty twenty three, a live stream on all the updates for this stuff, four hundred one ks, IRAs, etc. Edmiston as that the income ranges for making eligible contributions yeah yeah the income i talked about that doing the backdoor off yep income contribution limit so not only are the amounts you can contribute higher in 2023 but you can earn a large amount of income and still potentially be eligible to contribute he said if you want to know if it's something you should look at doing from an investment standpoint look to see if the irs slash the government is capping it that that's why the hsa is such a big deal he's saying i can only put excuse me $7,200 max in here? And I, I got to be on the family plan for that? If I'm single, it's, I think it's 3800 or something like that. It's less than $4,000. IRA is $6,500. Something you want to look at if they're putting a cap on it. Edmondson also points out that workers right over age 50, right, you got the contribution. I'm um, assuming the catch-up contribution. By the way, if you want to know if you're behind on your retirement, the age is 50. Find ways, right, to decrease your bills. Finally, financial planner Kayla Johnson of corporate road wealth management says the new year is the perfect time to reduce how much you're paying on some of your bills you may even be able to cut some bills completely including your monthly subscriptions you've been paying for but no longer use yes if you've got all these subscriptions and you're not using them you know kind of get rid of them also remember if you're paying for netflix and hulu and disney plus all these different things it's about the same as a cable bill if you got if you have all the if you have all of the streaming services it's the same price as cable if not more there are also some bills you don't normally think about, right, that you can price shop and potentially reduce. For example, Johnson points out that people think about their cell phone plan and subscriptions, but property and casualty insurance is often overlooked. OK. Yes. Pay off your car so you can edit your insurance. In other words, you should look for bills to cut, but also try to reduce premiums and monthly charges for regular expenses you plan to keep. All right. How much is this? Damn, 40 minutes in. All right. So again, as a recap, how to make further, how to make your money go further, farther. In 2023, Robert Farrington interviewed a couple of financial advisors and experts. Ditch high interest credit card debt. Yes, eliminate your debt. Enough said. Shout out to this episode and every podcast in which I speak. Get rid of the debt. Start budgeting. The exact same thing. Budget. Oh my goodness. Automate your savings. Uh, I'm not bullish on automating your savings. Stick to the budget. Be disciplined to the budget. It doesn't matter if you automate it or not. If you budget properly and stick to your budget, you always want to make sure you save how much money you plan on saving if you do your budget properly. Invest in yourself. Yes, the best investment you can make. 
if you're if you're trying to get more money, look to either possibly switching job fields if there's a cap on it as far as you want to make. Again, like I said, you want to make multiple six figures and you're an elementary school teacher, you want to change fields or get popping on YouTube or be an amazing tutor. Those are the other two options. Third thing, right, improve your credit. Yeah, shout out to credit score. Increase contributions to retirement accounts. Yes, the limits did go up for the 401k and the Roth IRA this year. And then find ways to lower your bills, which is in short, budgeting, paying down your debt, right? But all right, y'all, back like, oh, oh, oh I'm switching. All right, y'all, that's it. Again, if you want to make your money stretch, just continue, just continue to, to listen to this podcast and or any other financial type of podcast out there. Again, assess these debt payments, investments, lifestyle, stick to your budget. If you stick to your budget and you set your goals properly, again, smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-based. If your goal is to pay off debt this year and that outranks investing, building an emergency fund, then do that. One, one of the main issues that I see is that people don't want to stick to their goals and they're easily distracted or sidetracked from them. They get knocked off of them. And it's not, not due to them. It's either due to their quote unquote support system, right? Internet, social media, or anything like that. If you're, whatever your top goal is, and that's why we talk so much on here about prioritizing things, you got to do everything you can to stick to. I think it's Warren Buffett, the 525 rule. Write down 25 things, your top 25 things, but don't order them. Then order them from one being the most important, 25 being the least important. Then just focus on the five things, the top five things. And then, you know, you'll focus the most on the number one thing. Once number one gets checked off, then obviously your second thing is the most important. Then you get to add something. So, you know, you always have this list of 25. I'm pretty sure that's the one buffet. That's what y'all need to do. And fortunately, slash unfortunately, there are not many overarching or major financial goals you can have from a prioritization standpoint. You're trying to save some money, pay down some debt, slash improve your credit score, or you're trying to invest, slash build wealth, increase your income, however you want to look at it. Those are the three major things. That's it. Y'all trying to save money, an emergency fund or a down payment to get you some debt. You're either trying to save your emergency fund so you cannot go into debt, or you're trying to save a down payment so you can get some debt, Okay or for vacation, anything like that. Then the second thing is debt in and of itself, paying down your debt slash improving your credit score. Then the third thing is investing, right? You want to build wealth, invest in your 401k, take your 401k match, max out a Roth, right? Tax or brokerage account, crypto, whatever it is, start a business, build wealth. Those are the three things. It's not that complicated. Don't try to make it that complicated. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing to put in the work to get the results that you want. It doesn't matter what I say, what Jordan says, anybody else on here, you have to define your goals. We can give you the parameters and you know techniques to plan them, but at the end of the day, it's your goal and it's on you to clearly define what you want to do and see if you can hit it. Don't over plan. Don't try to save $100,000 in one week, right? But also make sure you're setting something that you can hit. And that's why, again, I talk so much about the budget when it comes to finances is because your budget is going to show you a plan for the month and you can usually do your budget you can usually plan out the next 30 days of your finances and if we just say hey we just got to do this 12 times in a row so we're going to make 12 budgets and we're going to save a thousand dollars in each budget right each 30-day budget and we'll have twelve thousand dollars at the end of the 12th budget we're not going to try to save twelve thousand dollars this year we're going to look at and say it's going to the beginning of this year right so in the december january we're going to say hey what can we do for January 2023, the 1st to the 31st, to save $1,000? And that's what we're going to do. And if we save $1,000 this month, cool. 
we're on February, we're on pace. Let's say in February, we only say $500. Now we're $500 behind, so we got to find not $500 in March, but we got to find $500 in the next 10 months, right? Because we're in March. That's $50 a month. That's how you sit down and you break things down. And that's the type of information you can get if you shout to me and my financial coaching services. Link and pricing is in the show notes in the description. But that's it, y'all. I'm, I'm going to cap it at 45 minutes. Again, any questions or concerns, leave your comments, leave your rating reviews, hit that like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit that notification so you get all the alerts or hit that bell so you get notifications when we post, we go live, things like that. We are working to go live more consistently on Sundays. So Jordan and I are still going to talk about that and figure that out. But we are going to start trying to go live uh, when we do record on every other Sunday. I don't know if I'll be able to go live on Wednesday because it's like right before it works. I kind of just want to record it and get it done, but I might be looking to go live for that as well. And then again, podcast platforms, hit that rating review. This is free. Make sure you leave those rating reviews as your token of appreciation. We do see the views and all that stuff going up, but I got to keep telling y'all because that's just a process. This is not the first time you've heard this stuff from anybody out here on the internet. Again, I'm sideline underscore Corey. Dang, I still got the like and share, subscribe. Shout out to me, struggle streaming like a madman. Silent underscore Corey. You can reach me Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Again, my co-host Jordan Stop Stalling J. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. His business page is Finally Fit. Instagram and Facebook, and then his website is FinallyFit.live. Our feedback. I'm supposed to do the advertising stuff slower. In the description on YouTube, you can find all of our information. You can figure out where my finance. Excuse me. You can find my financial pricing there. Fifty dollars for one one-hour session or a month. $100 for up to one one-hour session a week for Jordan. Again, like I said, finally fit.live. He's in a, a rebranding process as far as his personal training services that he offers online. I'm not sure if he started the in-person's one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching back. I have to ask him that and make sure um, we update y'all either on a Wealth Wednesday or according to Full Effect. But the online classes, they've been started back up. You guys can hop in those. He is going to be offering a Tuesday and Thursday for more beginner classes. If you're not ready for the more intermediate advanced classes on Monday and Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday classes start at 530 a.m. The Tuesday and Thursday classes are at 6 a.m. You guys got to get your health right. Health is wealth. It don't, it don't matter. It don't matter how much money you make. If you're not here to spend this last, you got to spend all of it to take care of yourself. So you got to get your fitness and check as well not just your finances and that's why if you want to get both done at the same time a two for one it's the corner full effect podcast but all right y'all that's it remember to save more and say less keep making better your best and i will catch y'all in the next one